Welcome, welcome. You are always welcome in this library for another story time with Silas. You know, I do so enjoy these visits. You're so very kind to humor such a frail old gentleman. I fear that today's youth seldom appreciate the elderly while they yet live. I still remember burying my grandfather and how he howled to be let out of the coffin. Losing a loved one is never easy, and, as tonight's story proves, can be complicated by what they leave behind. Open it by D.B. Todd, adapted by Danielle Sewan. The drive back to that little town was one I'd made so many times, I could have done it in my sleep. As I hit the city limit sign, a rush of hate ran through me like wildfire, carried along by memories of high school, memories of my first job, all those things that kept me away. I drove to the funeral home, ignoring the waves that I got from the locals. How was it as soon as you got to leave high school, everyone seems to forget what massive pricks they were to each other? It was like everyone just pretended that they were everyone else's best friend. It just made me want to vomit. I was only here for the funeral. I would be right back on the road as soon as it was over with. No chit-chatting with the people who stuck around town, and definitely no stopping to pretend to be friends. Once everyone had heard that Grandma had passed, it was like a sea of strangers decided to just show up. And why? Why would they show up when they had no connection to her, and no connection to my family? As if these people had any right to even show up to the funeral anyways. It was like high school all over again. I remember when others would ask me if I was ever going to go any time there was a funeral. Why not? You'll get out of school. It was always the same response when I told them no. It just didn't feel right when I didn't know the person. And then they would roll their eyes as if I was the one being ridiculous. Just always left a bad taste in my mouth. I slowly pulled into the parking lot. This would be the last time I would come back to this little town. There was nothing in the world that would keep me here. My parents didn't even live here anymore. My little sister, she was states away for school, and my brother had moved to Kansas City for work. There was no way in hell that I was coming back. I had friends, sure, but all the ones that were close to me moved out of this decrepit little town years ago. I sat in my car for a while, looking out the window, debating if I should even go in or just pretend that I never came. Eventually, I went in. The funeral home was like any other. Clean, neat, with a few sitting spaces and a place to view the body. They had off-white walls, reddish carpet, and Kleenexes for all. Grandma was at the front of the viewing room in her casket, looking nothing like she did in life. It was sad, and it was full of people that I mostly didn't even know. I figured some of them came from her church. They would come closer and hug me as if they knew me, telling me how bad they felt for me. But if anything, it just made me feel even worse. Of course I was sad, but this wasn't really the place for me to grieve. I preferred to be alone with my memories of grandma, not here, surrounded by all these strangers. 
By the time the service was over, I was more than ready to leave. As I started to go, my mother stopped me and pulled me aside into a room. We need to talk. I didn't think this was really the right place to talk about whatever it was that she wanted to tell me. Why couldn't it wait until we were, you know, not at a funeral? You're the only one in the family who still lives nearby. Your aunt, uncle, and I have decided that the house will belong to you. I was speechless. She hugged me as if this was some sort of great gift to me. Mom, I, I don't want it. She looked up at me a little shocked as I continued. This isn't what I want. I was planning on moving out of the state once I finished school. I don't want to be here. Well, you'll have the house just in case you want it. If you want to sell it, that's fine. You clean it up and sell it, but it is now your responsibility. She walked away before I could stop her. Great. She always had the same attitude when it came to this town. How could I not love this little town? It was so sweet. It was so cute. It was true. The town itself was nice, but the people in it were a completely different story. High school was hell unless you were a football player or a farmer's kid, and worse if six generations before you didn't even live here. I decided that I would clean out the house and just try to sell it. Then I could finally move out of this town and stay away for good. Honestly, I couldn't even stay here if I wanted to. Thanks to my degree choice, I couldn't afford it. What I really needed was a place to just make some money so I could sit back and finally pursue my writing. But no. A few weeks later, after graduation, I packed up my things and I went back to her house. It would always be Grandma's house to me. I would never see it as my own. My mother and her siblings asked me to organize some of Grandma's things so they could tell what they wanted. My aunt had already taken some of it, which I guess I was thankful for, but I was still a little annoyed with how much I had left to do. It was supposed to be my house, but it just didn't feel like it. I mean, it was filled with all of Grandma's things. There were so many emotions as I pushed my key into the lock. I knew that there were reasons that my mother and uncle couldn't do this. They both had full-time jobs out of state, and I would be the only one working on the house. I was glad. It meant that I could finally ignore anyone that came to the door while I was working. I opened the door and quickly realized that the place was very dusty. It needed airing out and definitely needed a deep clean. No one had been inside since after the funeral. I was afraid that this would take me months, but the house had been updated not that long ago, so at least it wasn't falling apart. As I started moving through the house, a chill ran through me as I remembered one of the old stories that Grandma had told. Somewhere in this house, there was a box with the bones of a child's arm inside of it. It wasn't that my grandmother had killed someone and took their arm as a token or anything. In fact, it was actually much stranger than that, and I couldn't believe that I had forgotten about the story until now. Apparently, a great uncle of mine had gotten hurt as a child, and they had to remove his arm. Instead of throwing it out or something, they boiled it down to get rid of the flesh and meat and then put the bones in a box. It was vomit-inducing, to say the least, but I, I couldn't waste time thinking about it. I just had to get this done so I could sell the house and get the hell out of here. 
felt sick to my stomach as I dragged my luggage up to the second floor guest room. How in the world had I forgotten about it? My older brother had tortured me with that story again and again when I was a kid. He used to tell me that he was going to find it and put it under the tree to scare me on Christmas morning. I stood in the guest room looking around. What if that box of bones was in this room right now? I shook my head. I knew better. I had lived in this room before. There was no way that it was in here. Eventually, I moved back downstairs, but I just kept seeing different things around the house that I thought might be able to hold that arm. I hoped it wasn't actually in the house at all. In fact, I hoped it was just some story. I couldn't think straight. The last thing I wanted to do was to go through this two-story house full of memories and deal with finding that arm. I didn't want to be there in the first place, and this just made things even worse. What I really wanted was to go back to my own place, my actual house, but I knew that if I left, there wouldn't be anyone to clean out grandma's. I grabbed another one of my boxes before making my way back to my room to unpack. I was just far too distracted. Packing everything for my mom was just going to have to wait until the next day. The nightmares came for me that first night. Much like when I was a kid, I dreamt that the hand was laying in my chest while I was trying to sleep, and I would wake up as if it would attack me, trying to kill me. I woke up in the middle of the night, panicking and ready to leave. I knew it was stupid to worry about a box of bones. I wanted to believe that my relative disposed of it years ago, but there was just this nagging thought deep down in the back of my head. Something was just telling me it was still in this house. In the daylight, I started to go through all the boxes, but my mind just kept going back to that arm hiding in this house somewhere, waiting for me. Every time I found a box that might have been small enough for the arm, I set it aside to just deal with later. It was a strange kind of fear, but I just couldn't even think straight. There were all sorts of things in that house, but most of it was just trash. I thought about just throwing out every single small box that I found, and the only thing that kept me from doing that was my concern about what would happen if the arm was actually found. Maybe the police would open an investigation, and that was the last thing I wanted to try to explain. Uh, yes, officer, that arm does belong to me. Well, not to me, but my great uncle who got gangrene, and, well, my family just sort of... I wouldn't even get to finish. I would be thrown into a cop car and then taken to the closest mental ward as they went through everything in the house just to make sure I nor my grandmother were murderers. So I went back to packing things and pushing small boxes away to deal with later. There was always this feeling that it would be in the next box. I kept the small boxes shoved under my bed. In case anyone came to visit, I didn't want them laying out across the dining room table, just tempting others to open them. I kept reminding myself that I was just here to clean up the house, sell it, and then get the hell out of this town. I kept music playing through the house, trying to keep my mind off the thing, but it was always there, like a nagging feeling at the back of my mind, making me glance around the room.
The nights were the worst. I was going so crazy I could have sworn that I even heard scratching coming from under the bed. Were there little bones moving across the floor? Was it coming from me? Could it hurt me? Could it kill me? I shouldn't have shoved those boxes under the bed. Each one could be opening to a different arm. What if there were different pieces of a human body? What if my grandmother was a murderer? So many panicked questions in my mind, I felt like I was going insane. Maybe I should go to a psych ward. Eventually, I started sleeping with the light on. I wanted to make sure that nothing could sneak up on me. I wouldn't let that thing get me in the comfort of my own bed. In my own house. I spent most nights like this, the blankets near my ears, scanning the room frantically, wanting to sleep, but way too scared to try. I thought about moving the boxes. What if the bones were already out of the box? What if they were moving across the floor, ready to attack? I knew everything I was thinking was crazy. This wasn't a horror movie or something. This wasn't a Stephen King novel. I wasn't Jack from The Shining, taking care of a hotel in the mountains. This was just a house. A house that I had spent part of my childhood in. I knew there was nothing coming for me, but at the same time, it was like my mind was playing tricks on me. I often thought about burning the house down. I didn't want to deal with finding the arm. I wanted to set it all on fire and just go off and live somewhere else, but fire wouldn't help anything. Arson was a crime, and since I was the only person that had been in the house since the funeral, they could easily have gotten me for it. And what if the fire didn't destroy the arm? I would be arrested. If the arm was still there and found in the ashes, it would look like I was trying to cover something up. Technically, I was hiding something, but it wasn't even my secret to hide. It wasn't even much of a secret, it was just hard to believe. How was I going to deal with this? Would I have to keep this arm somewhere in my house? That would be a great thing to have to explain to my future wife one day. Oh, hello, honey. What's that? Oh, that's just a box with a little boy's arm in it. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't worry. It's just bones. Oh, why do I have it? Well, you see, she would be out the door before I could even explain it. Thoughts of what to do haunted me as I came closer to two weeks in the house. My mom didn't want much of the furniture or the clothing, so I only ever got out of the house to take things to different thrift stores. I was afraid to ask her about the arm, but she was the only person that could tell me if it was in the house at all. I called her, using the excuse that I needed to know about anything else that she might want from the house, and we chit-chatted for a few minutes before I finally got the courage to ask, Hey mom, do you remember that story Grandma told about the arm in the box? Oh yeah, did you find it? Did I find it? Did that mean it was still lost? A sudden panic ran through me as I sat there feeling a little numb. My heart raced in fear that I was right and finally felt justified in my need to worry about it. No, does that mean it's still in the house? There was silence on the other end for a while. Mom? Oh, no. I'm pretty sure it's not in there. Mom, you're either sure or you aren't. A wave of hope filled me. Maybe it wasn't even here. Maybe I've been worrying this whole time for nothing. Well, no. I'm not sure. It could be in there. Just don't worry about it, honey. You'll figure out what to do with it when you find it. 
Well, I have to go. I'll call you tomorrow. Click. She hung up. And just like that, the feeling of hope was gone. Ice ran through my veins as I let my phone slip to the bed. How the hell was I going to figure out what to do? Why did she say, when I find it? It was maddening, and now I felt even more anxious than I did before I called her. Oh, thanks, Mom. I feel so much better about the situation. I ran my hand through my hair. I couldn't stop thinking about the boxes under the bed. The boxes right beneath me. Open it. Open it. I hoped that voice was just in my head. But then again, I kind of hoped it wasn't. I wasn't crazy, right? Open it. Open it. I felt like I needed to open the box. But which one was it? A feeling of despair fell over me as I realized I was going to have to go through all of the boxes under my bed just to find the right one. Just to find that damned arm. Open it. Open it. Open it. I couldn't take it anymore. I hauled the boxes out from under the bed and took them down the hall. I put them on the desk in the room that Grandpa had used as an office a long time ago. I left them there and locked the door. Maybe I would actually get some sleep tonight. It wouldn't be able to come after me if it was locked behind a door, right? I wasn't so sure, but I laid down and waited for sleep, and somehow, it happened. It was the first time that I slept most of the night since I arrived here. Open it. I couldn't tell if I was asleep or awake, but the voice didn't seem to care. It was haunting, and I knew it came from the room where the boxes now sat. Open it. I was startled awake, but no one was there. I could still hear the voice telling me to open the box. I was going crazy. I knew I needed to find it. I had to make sure it wasn't in the house. I didn't change. I didn't have my coffee or eat breakfast. I just went straight into the room. I pulled that chair out and I sat in front of them, determined. Suddenly, I reached for the closest box. Doubt shook me. Open it! Why was I doing this? Why was I looking for it? I knew why. But there was another voice in the back of my head that said I didn't want to know what was in the boxes. Although it was right, the other voice seemed stronger. If I went on a search for the arm, then it could be found and I could finally figure out what to do with it. Then it would all end, right? There was still a chance I wouldn't find it. Maybe Grandma had already taken care of it. But part of me knew that was just wishful thinking. The house was so close to empty. These boxes were one of the last things I needed to deal with. I swallowed hard before opening the first one. A nervous laugh escaped my lips as I looked down at the box full of charm bracelets from all the places that Grandma had gone. It made me feel a little better, but as I went from one box to the next, my hands started shaking, and soon there was only one box left. I left it there to finish the rest of the house. I didn't have enough courage to open that last one. After all the others and no luck, I had a numbing feeling suddenly wash over me. There was just too much riding on the fact that it was in that box. It had to be. The last one would have to wait. And there it sat. The final box. The fear that had plagued me during the night was haunting me again as I stared at it. I leaned against the wall, taking a deep breath. I didn't know what was in it, and I was afraid to open it. What if the arm was in there? What would I do? I had no clue. 
A few times I pushed off the wall and walked forward just to go back to leaning against the wall again. I would rest my hand against my lips softly, my tired eyes staring at it, challenging me, daring me. Should I? Should I open it? Should I leave it? I didn't have the answer. You know, when I first acquired this book, it was incorrectly listed as a farewell to arms. Still, Hemingway be damned, I certainly found this tale quite gripping. An exciting tale of extremity. Or at least, a tale of an excised extremity. Do come back soon. I shall be waiting here for you. Watching. Good night. Open It was written by D.B. Todd, performed by Jerundu, Jeremy Fair, Cage, and Tiana Hansen. If you enjoyed this show and would like to support the network, consider heading over to patreon.com slash Goose, following us on all social media, leaving us a five-star rating and review, or joining our Discord. All these links can be found in the description below. See you next week. Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.